0: Episode thirty-three of this old deck. I sit down with Kevin, whose first old-school event was Ragnarok uh, this past June uh, here in Seattle. So, uh, pretty interesting conversation. Enjoy. Nice, but I'm not sure if it actually makes a difference. But I gotta work to figure out how it works with YouTube to see if like yeah. the transcription works better. But. Uh, so this is episode 33 of this whole deck. Pretty exciting stuff there. Kevin, I'll have you introduce yourself and just give me a little bit of Magic background, like when you started, what you kind of play now, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So I am Kevin Johnson, uh, 31. I started Magic in 7th edition when I received one of those little (sighs) core set theme packs. Yes. That I played with my brother, and we had two decks, and I was pretty sure that the elves were overpowered. Okay. Uh, because Elvish well-wisher, I just couldn't I couldn't beat it. I couldn't like I couldn't kill it. I couldn't swing past it. It was unbeatable. Then I didn't play again until time spiral when I got very seriously into it and played a lot did a lot of drafting at a local game shop um, got pretty good at that played that for a few years. and then I've been on and off since then playing mostly commander uh, a lot of that has been online because it's I didn't do as much after Game Shops after I stopped drafting, so a lot of it's been, like, Cockatrice stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried Arena for a bit, didn't really. The fun of Magic is playing with human beings.
0: Pretty Mostly,
1: great. at this point, human beings that I know pretty well, because it's Magic is a fi- like an insanely flexible game. Yep. And you have absolutely enough room to shoot yourself with unfun scenarios, and everyone's definition of unfun is different. But if you just show up to some random place and say, I'm playing commander, or I'm playing modern, even that, unless you're at like a relatively high level of optimization, there's a huge amount of variety in how people like experiencing the game. So mostly I play magic with friends of mine.
0: Yeah, dude, I think we're on the same page. Like really magic is similar to dungeons and dragons, right? It's just a gaming system. Uh, like mm-hmm. you, you could inherently play magic without ever buying a card because that's everything's online, right? Like, People buy the cards for because we give it legitimacy like the United States dollar. That's a different story. But the uh, like the whole point is like you could just it's just a game system, uh, which I completely agree with. Now, how why I'm having this conversation with you and what we're going to get into is is because we have a mutual friend, Claudia. And how do you know her by by chance? I guess we work together at a company called
1: uh, uh, Hippocrates.
0: There it that's is. No okay. there. I,
1: yeah.
0: that, that's the only part I was missing. I figured you guys knew each other from work, but I just wasn't 100% sure. Uh, yep. And then you attended your first old school event, which was Ragnarok, correct?
1: Yes, quite recently, yes.
0: And then give me the... like You did a bunch of testing for the Friday night event, which was Twilight of the Gods. Um, which leads me to believe that you're a pretty good Magic player, because you showed me the combo, uh, which I'll let you walk into. But do you want to talk anything at all about the... Like the testing process you and claudia did because you guys really hammered yeah. out quite a, like you found a lot of errors in the original like i think there's probably been 16 revisions as i looked at it but like you guys did a lot a lot of the heavy lifting so i'd like to yeah. ju- just tell me about the,
1: it. so how did this even happen uh last year there was an old school event that claudia went to which was the twin peaks themed mm-hmm. i was not involved with the creation of that event but I had a lot of testing with claudia for just decks based on the rule set. And I love that. I play a lot of DD. I love these like custom game modes. And so we did a lot of testing for that for fun. And that went pretty well. So this year I was invited to help like do the early beta testing for the rule set. And that that's very interesting because Ragnarok obviously is a very, it is a there are a lot of modifications. There are a lot of rules in Ragnarok. And so it is very, very different from normal old school. So when we first like I remember our first game, like uh she showed me the rules, I started testing it and Uh, I like, she was going to play a regular game of magic and I locked the game down on turn two and we're like, okay, well, I guess we're changing those (laughs) rules because like Freya could auto ramp you. And so you had guaranteed stone rain on turn two, every game, like you couldn't miss. Um, and that was, that was before we have the Heimdall and stuff. So at the time, I think that was one of the best things you could do. So very, very quickly we're like, oh, these favors are the key. Like, the favors are the key because they are guaranteed extra, a stupidly large number of extra cards in hand from the start of the game, right? You talk about Commander, where you have, like, that changes your hand size feel because you've got eight cards in hand. Well, Ragnarok, you start with 11 things you can do on turn one, and then you've got the rank two favors as well, all of which is guaranteed access. So we spent a lot of time playing around with that. Um, There were a lot of revisions. You know, we did... Oh, yeah. um, Hell Colossus was big for a while. Then we changed the rules that didn't work as well. We did. And then I think we that ended up coming back, but it was too slow by the time we got to the event. Um, like LD was big for a while. We try and we try to do some really fun stuff. Like Rubinia is really cute because she can steal gods. It doesn't matter. It's way too slow. Everything was around these like first couple turns with the favors active.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh in I cannot, it's like hard to explain without actually showing people the, like the Discord channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I would like yeah. wake up and there'd be like a like a hundred, like a legitimate hundred messages. And I'd be like, all right, the rules have changed again. And I just, yeah. that happened like 16, 17 days in a row. It was impressive.
1: I was, I was, a, I love this kind of testing. I think we spent, uh I don't know, maybe 20, 30 hours combined on that. And like before the rule set got locked down, it was a great time. I, this, do you want me to explain how Ragnarok works, or does the audience of this know? Ragnarok they would probably either. know. Or okay. and it, it's not even like
0: it's not even it's really not. worth explaining. Okay. Um. So, and then so that was Friday, and you did fairly well. You, we we played something similar because you basically well Claudia showed me your deck design, and I just yeah. played what I had without the. Uh, did you play the fast bonds?
1: I played. So I think. Wait. wait. Did I play fast bond? No, I didn't play fast bond. I didn't play. We were both on
0: combo, uh, but Freyr combo, but
1: I wasn't Heimdall, though. Yeah, yeah. Heimdall was fast bond. I was, and that's so funny story about the two winningest decks, right? The two best decks were clearly Heimdall. Um, Heimdall wins. Yep. And Freyr untap shenanigans. Neither of those decks existed until the final round of changes. Like Heimdall was one of the last changes, and I think Freyr was like the, maybe the last change Yep. before that last thing, Freyr was tap sack, make two tokens. And obviously no combo there. Heimdall was a relatively late change. It, I understand Skullclamp better now, because these last minute changes that you don't see with, when you're, you don't look at it, the format with fresh eyes, when you see these changes and understand what those imply.
0: Yeah. And then I agree. Cause like the, I remember the Heimdall being a late change. Yeah. Uh, and then I just like, I was like, all right, like, um, I think I, I played against Quinn and he had that going, he had the wins going. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to play this, but without the fast bonds. So I just didn't own fast bonds, but yeah, yeah. the, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so ta- how did you pick your deck for Saturday? Had had you played any old school previous to Saturday? Like just a little bit of testing with
1: Claudia or anything like that? Yeah, I I remember the first time Claudia sat me down, like, I want to try this format. It's called Old School. We sat down, you know, she has all the cards. We played these, like, super low-power decks with, like, Savannah Lines and Swift Frights yes. swinging past each other. And, like, uh, in retrospect, having done Saturday, very, very weak decks. But an interesting introduction, you know, it it is a weird format. I love having options. And Old School has relatively limited options. So when I was thinking about my deck for Saturday, a lot of it was, one... What cards do we have access to, right? We have a good amount of cards, but not all of them. I desperately wanted chains for Friday. We couldn't get that. but I like I like the feeling of the gedden because it's a very mind game heavy game, right? You have to know what when to go for the Geddon, when you're swinging past. It's got a lot of outs, I feel like, against a lot of the field.
0: Did you say um, gedden or you mean yeah, um, sorry.
1: Urnham uh, uh, Gdon. Yeah,, Erdemgeddon. okay got right i was like yeah like, sim- close close yeah yeah well and it, the, that's one of the other reason is earnham geddon was very similar to a lot of the decks i was playing and our testing for a while so we knew i liked the play style of it
0: yeah i think land destruction in the early versions of ragnarok land destruction was very good i agree with you on that Because so yeah, i think because yeah. you could like turn to, like, like you said already you could turn to a stone rain on somebody easy easy money yeah,
1: yeah.
0: but yeah and back to saturday sorry
1: no yeah and so like we we knew we had the cards for that like Geddons a pretty like standard stuff so it was just i basically pulled together the cards friday night after we put to, like we disassembled everyone's ragnarok's or either friday night or saturday morning we disassembled all the ragnarok's and figure out like what cards we have access to i did some googling you know i love the the old school deck list you can find so i'm like okay well some of these cards are better than i think they are i'll, I'll trust the system uh i liked tuning the sideboard that was fun but I did not expect to do well. I spent a huge amount of time preparing for Friday, right? And Saturday was like, I guess I'll play Magic. Like, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. 60 cards, sideboard. let's do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I, honestly, the Ragnarok testing was helpful for old school. Not because the games weren't that similar, but understanding what everyone's outs are and what people are playing around and, like, what you're trying to mulligan for because even old school is lower powered than Friday, but there's the restricted cards change so much about it. Like you can, you can do really weird stuff. um, When you've got access to, Oh, I, I Lotus counterspell. Right. And so it's also easier to predict one of the downsides to commander is it's totally impossible to play around anything ever because the card pool is infinite it's huge it's massive right okay in old school there's a finite list of cards your opponent can have that can ruin your day and you can play around all of them if you think if you think about it and you're like i'm not going to try to play around wrath it's just going to wipe me i'm going to play around these cards and it's much more of a tactical solvable problem
0: absolutely and i like that a lot interesting uh how did did you just play straight earn did you play any power like just an emerald and a pearl or did did you splash blue?
1: I was, I did not have blue. It's, it's been a while. I need to double check. I played a lot of power because we had that available. Um, yes, I played, no, I played blue. I would definitely blue because I did a lot of counter spells and that was really helpful. Um, shoot, I should have looked up my deck list before that. I forget a lot of the details of the games. Don't, don't even worry about it. Nobody's even going to remember the, uh,
0: how did you do on Saturday? Do you remember generally how you did? It was i went uh five one i only lost one magic. so that puts you that i can look up your deck list right now but that yeah, what third. what place did you end up third place yeah for yeah. your first old
1: school tournament ever did you play yeah. like any type of competitive magic before you started playing i i was one of i was like one of the two of the guys in drafting but i never played competitive constructed like no
0: modern no standard none of that good stuff no gotcha interesting Uh, So obviously a pretty good player. A lot of drafting must definitely help with that. Uh, Would you, now that you've played old school, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Would you, have you, how many old school cards have you bought? I guess. Have you bought I
1: still own precisely one old school card. I bought one giant spider uh, the day of the tournament to fill out the, or no, the day of before a Friday to fill out my sacrifices for um, summoning Freire. Grant Grant
0: Castleton would be very happy that you bought a giant spider. Uh <laughs> he'll if he's listening, he'll understand. The uh do you plan on coming to any more old school events? Like is this something that you're going to make part of your magic realm like in addition to your EDH? It's like, a
1: good question. I I struggle to see myself really investing in the card pool. Okay? It is a it's a lot of Not even just the money, but the time to like manage and curate a collection starting from scratch is a lot. Like, the games are interesting, but one of the things that makes them tactically solvable is that I think they it's a small pool, right? Yeah, it's like 936
0: cards, cards, something like that,
1: right? And so, you know, once I've played around enough like swords and counter spells, and like, okay, you now have a lotus, like. I think the games are going to become samey a lot sooner than some of the other formats. And that doesn't make it bad, necessarily. Like, board games are very have an like entirely limited pool, and they can be fun for a long time. But it's hard to imagine myself investing however many thousands of dollars in a, in a game experience that's so limited. Like, I'll only play it once a year. It's, I know there's a community here that I could go like start, but it's, there's a huge amount of inertia, I think, to getting started in old school. And I wasn't around for the start of it. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I didn't play in 93, 94. I don't have as much of an emotional attachment to these cards as I think a lot of the players do. I started yeah, in time. That's
0: why I asked you like how old you were before we started this cast. Cause I was curious, like, I knew that you were younger than the, like, I'm probably on the younger end of the quote unquote old school age group. And I was like, he's got to be younger than me. So that's why I had to ask that question.
1: Yeah. And I do, I would love to keep coming back to these kinds of Ragnarok style events because I love made up formats. I love, mm-hmm. like I play a ton of d Like I love these kinds of like, here is a new weird constraint that is an unsolved space. How do I optimize within these constraints? I love that. So and I, I enjoyed myself and I like hanging out with Claudia. So I, I can easily imagine myself seeing the coming to more of these events. But I struggle to imagine myself really get into, getting into old school for its own sake
0: interesting even if i told you that there were uh there were there always is a new format coming out that somebody like got a little bit high in their mom's basement and was like what if we just did this
1: well i mean sure and i can make a format too like it matters if there is enough of a player base to engage with it and enough humans that i know playing it right mm-hmm I'm not just going to go show up to some random magic event, old school or modern or commander or anything, and just play with random people because I don't know them. I don't know what makes them tick. I don't know how to maximize the fun of that experience. Um, part of the fun of the Ragnarok style was going there with someone I knew, so I'd have someone to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I can use Claudia as a proxy for, well, I bet the other people are similar to this, and that was roughly true. And that, that's nice. So, the fact that old school, like formats exist anywhere, it's a tough stuff.
0: Fair enough. Did you make any new friends at this old school event?
1: I met people that I would happily see again. I haven't Excellent. been keeping in contact with much of them. I think the time zones are all over the place, but i there are people that I can imagine getting to know better for sure.
0: awesome. what here's here's a maybe tough question. What do you think old school could do to improve its tournaments?
1: So, Allow proxies the first n times.
0: Ooh, this is uh, a this is contentious. Go ahead.
1: I, I I know I this is a this is an outsider's perspective. There are people sure. who are going to disagree with this, but you need to give people that free hit before you hook them. I work for me because I have friends like Claudia and Claudia's connections who can who lend me like however many thousands of dollars worth of cards.
0: So you're saying for right. somebody's first tournament, allow the to proxy power.
1: And because here's the thing, I, I'm a deck builder, All right, right, Yeah. If like I could, I could get, I could put it together I'm getting, but I yeah. couldn't change it. I couldn't tweak it. I couldn't play with it in the way that I want to without having not just all of those specific cards, but a wide range of alternate options. Mm-hmm. So that's the. It, it reminds me of Hearthstone and why I bounced off of that, which is just, it's very, very cheap to net deck. And it's very, very expensive to be creative because the opportunity cost of trying something new is so high. And I, think I, maybe,
0: I get you. Okay.
1: And maybe there's like, there's another way to do that, which is you say, okay, you know what? You always have to have real cards, but you make, you lower the friction of swapping out cards. You say, well, look, I, I have this deck which has these counter spells. I want to try a black version, right? If I could trivially swap out all my blue cards Mm -hmm. and then have the equivalent value in black cards, that would be easier for me to play with. But all of my cards would still be real. And so I could think of it as this one time, like I put in however many thousands of dollars and I stop thinking about the nitty gritty of the cards. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy these from Card Kingdom. I'm gonna like order these online weeks before the tournament. Like there's so much fiddliness. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's not just the money. It's the whole process of managing a collection of exactly how many cards do I have? How many factories do I have? It's fiddly.
0: Well, you only need zero factories. What you need is like at least 16 strip mines. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) like, I'll counterpoint. Mm -hmm. I agree that the power is expensive. No doubt. I still don't own any power. Well, I own a couple like CE pieces, but like no blue power. And I get that duels are expensive. I don't disagree with that statement. But what I think the difference is is that once you make that, it's it's similar to Legacy. And it's similar to EDH is that once you make that big hit, it's all downhill from there. Because the rest of it's like pennies on the dollar. Because like you can get revised giant spiders, which I'm sure you didn't buy a revised one. But like you can get revised giant spiders for for basically 10 cents, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. So that's my only counterpoint is that once you buy it, you're done. There's no, it's not, it's it's dissimilar and what makes i think one of the better formats is that uh there's no there's no additional cards unless you choose to like add a set right Like you like every old school tournament generally speaking is just old school on saturday friday night's kind of like a spicy special event uh but that saturday it's like the same card pool and it has been for quote-unquote years right like that's my yeah. only counter is like edh i i used to play a lot and now i have two decks two and a half decks uh, and they're just there for, like, playing with friends. Like, I would never walk into a store with them. That would get laughed out. of. I would get laughed out.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. It's like, why do I play so much ed Like, deck building is fun when you're doing it on Cockatrice, right? Oh, yeah. And I can play with my four friends who, like, we're all across the country and it doesn't matter. I mean, and so it's easy to manage that. It's and, and so maybe what I'm really saying, what I'm really saying, and this is maybe more true than anything I've said about old school specifically, true. paper yeah. magic is hard. Paper magic fundamentally has this like maintenance cost and management and tracking your card set in old school is I think I agree with you that it's relatively easy. It doesn't cycle. There's a few big buy in cards and the rest of them are cheap and you can shuffle around your big cards between your decks. But I don't play paper magic.
0: Oh, that's maybe right. That's You're not it. a paper player. Yeah, maybe yeah. it is.
1: I, was so, that like, the first time
0: you played paper and how long was, was Ragnarok?
1: Certainly before COVID possibly. I, I think the only, like I've been playing paper periodically with Claudia specifically, sure. like other than Claudia, I would have to go back like a decade.
0: Wow. Impressive.
1: I wasn't sure I wouldn't understand how to untap. Like it, it had been a while. I was. Well, I mean, that's just like, what I mean by impressive is like,
0: you're telling me that you haven't played physical paper magic in like years we'll just say two years just to be conservative with our estimation and you go five one on an old school tournament on a saturday and you did and you also placed very well on friday night after you were done testing it all all the time like uh that's i mean i'm just thoroughly impressed that's all i was trying to get out of it
1: thank you yes i magic is a fun game i have a lot of affection for it i i I think that I could be good at it if I really wanted to go for it, but that's.
0: Yeah. But then you could also just make real money doing something else. Yeah, exactly.
1: I get, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear
0: you. Like you could literally play poker and like make more dollar per hour sitting at a one, three table. Yeah. The, I get you. Um, what else do you want to, is there anything else you want to talk about? We're getting close on our time limit, which I arbitrarily (sighs) said.
1: I think I hit a lot of the, the little stories I wanted to tell. Like, just I, w- I want to thank everyone involved with Ragnarok. I think it was an extremely welcoming space. Um uh, no one had met me before and everyone was super friendly, like understanding the signing people's cards randomly. It was it was a very, very friendly environment. And especially as like I said, like the big my first big magic event in however wh- however long, it was more friendly than any of the last ones I remember. Like in terms of just Going to a public space and meeting a bunch of new people all at once—fantastic crowd, top tier, like people and uh, event.
0: What was uh? What was sorry? What was your favorite? Tell me your favorite moment from uh, from the weekend. It doesn't have to be like necessarily old school related, but it probably will. I'd assume between Friday and Saturday. Uh,
1: I think I really, really enjoyed more than anything i enjoyed the matchup against time vault um, oh
0: who's that dude i should have looked this up let me i played i played against him as well uh
1: keep, the, guy who, who on, him. the guy who won on friday
0: the guy who won on friday you mean danny danny for daniel example. danny danny yeah, oh, yeah okay yeah. i didn't know if you played a, a, the guy on saturday who was also playing a time vault deck but okay continue
1: i i really enjoyed danny i watched him win through friday um can't believe his luck i hate that guy he's great um <laughs> I like Time Vault was one of my favorite decks. Just playing on cockatrice. Um, I really enjoy the depth of it and the mind games of it. And so, like that matchup against Danny on Saturday, squeaking it out with some weird plays, I really, really enjoyed that. I think that was a that was a great time, and Danny's a great guy. Yeah, he. I agree with you. I think that
0: Danny watching Danny play Time Vault or playing playing his decks is like a uh, is its own form of entertainment because he's not really playing against anybody but himself like yeah yeah I, I we're on the same page, um I think that wraps it up here i I thought I had one more i really I like the idea. you have a really good point if it's your first time at an event, you get the proxy just that first time, that first hit is free. Yeah. really want to think about that idea now uh ground, I wouldn't say groundbreaking, but man, I'm gonna put that out there. I'm not gonna I give think- credit, I'm gonna take credit for it <laughs> yeah, that yeah, 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 absolutely do it. All right, man. Uh, Anything else you want to
1: say? No, thank you very much. This has been fun.
0: Fantastic, dude. Uh, Let me sign this off and then we can talk about something else real quick. All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Probably the first episode ever to be under an hour. So you're welcome. All right. Bye.